The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Welcome to The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm with my partner, Brendan Anderson. Hey, Brendan, you're out in the field today, huh? Yeah, Jeff, it's good to get out of the office every once in a while. Oh, wait, uh, wait a minute, we get out of the office a lot. But no, it is, uh, it's, uh, it is, it is fun to get out of the office. As you know, we, uh, we love getting out and meeting the entrepreneurs and, uh, and spending time in the real world. You know, it's funny, when we were around the office today, we were also saying how great it is when you're not in the office. You know, I, I suspect there was probably you guys sat around, had a long lunch. Oh, no, that's not true. I know you guys were working hard. But uh, no, I, I can understand. I understand. I bet, I bet the focus was a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more focused uh, than than if I was running around, you know, kind of bouncing off the walls with a little ADD action. But uh, but it wasn't half as exciting, though, Jeff. That I'm I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't. Um, so, <laughs> Brendan, you know, I do, uh, you know, as we normally do, want to recap, you know, what we learned in the last show. And last show was about employee discipline and discharge with our guest Todd Palmer of Calfialter and Griswold. And once again, I think you and I were surprised at uh, you know how confusing the world has gotten when you're not paying attention. No, and I think that that's a great point, Jeff. And 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 uh, I think especially when it comes to employee relations. And I think the thing that made me the most, uh, I guess, excited and, and feeling like that we really were onto something pretty big when it comes to our process is that. You know, a lot of the a lot of uh, a lot of our shows are about a process. A lot of shows about you know, kind of following uh, you know core values and a purpose. And I think that um, that when you do that sort of thing, it really does, in fact, uh, make uh, make the employee relations employee uh, part of the business easier. And uh, um, it's never easy, but it makes it uh, it makes it more clear to everybody. You know, it may not be as fascinating to our listeners as it is to you and I, but all the conversations that we have around core values and process actually pervade the entire organization. And it does present itself, as you're pointing out, in, you know, the <laughs> discharge and discipline side of, of, of the business. So, um, but recall, you know, Todd was making the point that absenteeism, misconduct, and performance were like the three key areas where he ends up getting engaged in the process and really documentation was key and that it didn't have to be perfect, that you tried to have, you know, this face-to-face meeting, you treat the person with dignity, uh, which in a way you can disarm uh, the situation and, you know, make sure that you've communicated, signed and dated any documentation. Again, just to get the, you know, the process rolling. And sometimes that talk alone can uh, ameliorate, you know, any problems that you might be having with a particular employee. 
Yeah, Devin, I think that I think you're dead on there, obviously, and I, and I think you know again, those are really the that's the foundation. You know, you, you think of a you think of being transparent and and, and account transparency and accountability as these kind of these these things that just kind of focus on on moving the, the company forward, but they. Uh, they they really do tackle these other issues also, and it goes back to something you said in the last uh, in the last session where you know people shouldn't be surprised and employees should never feel surprised when when something's not working out when uh, when they when they're when they when they're not on the same page with the rest of the team. Right, that's exactly right. So, folks out uh, the in the listener world, I wanted to you know Brennan and I wanted to introduce a new concept because you know, as Brennan pointed out, he's in the field today out uh, with entrepreneurs, and you know we get a lot of talk, you know we hear a lot, and we want to start introducing to our listeners uh, in the first segment of the show a little bit about you know what we're hearing out there, Brendan, and and what are you hearing this week? You know, Jeff. You know, we're we're no different than all the rest of the businesses out there. Where we're, we're out there looking for, you know, for for great partners and great, uh, you know, and, and you and I have to sell also. Whether it's selling to an entrepreneur that uh, that we're a really good partner for them, or whether it's selling to a to an LP or a limited partner, one of our investors that that, that we're a great use of uh, of not only you know their money for a decent return, but also that we're going to do good things for the community and and uh, and the in the people that are working at these companies also. And I got to tell you, I uh, it's been a, it's been fun because for the for the listeners out there. You, know, you and I are also practicing what we preach when it comes to uh, having, a, you know, being uh, accountable and being transparent, and you know, which includes, as you know, my uh, my goals of, of of needing to reach out and talk to a certain number of entrepreneurs every week. And so, you know, again, I, I think it's important that we we kind of maybe explain some of this stuff. And I think you and I have come to the conclusion, and and, and obviously we, you know, it's always looking for a better way and continuously looking for better data, but. I think we've come to the conclusion that you know, for you and I to get where we're going, and for evolution to get where it's going to go, we need to we need to talk to a lot more entrepreneurs. And so, you know, we kicked that in full gear, as you know, Jeff. And and, and, uh, and we, I'd love to backfill some of this with some of the detail. But um, you know, our goal is to reach out to and, and talk to at least eight new entrepreneurs a week. And I tell you, it's a uh, it's 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 fun, but it's challenging. And um, and with the help of Barbara and, and the staff there at, at Evolution, it's it's been uh, it's been crazy. And so this week, you know, we, we've uh, last uh, three or four weeks, we've set the goals, we've met the goals, and it's been it's been exhilarating. And it really has, uh, you know, I, I think it's working. I think as as exciting is that you know the more we talk to these people, and uh, you know, like I mentioned, we just uh, finished up talking to our eighth one, so we met the goal. Congratulations to to Barbara and oh. uh, and me. I'm sorry, congratulations yeah. to me too. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. I don't want to pat my own back. Oh, wait a minute, I just did. Um, you know, it, it really is exhilarating, and it's really unbelievable as we get out there and to realize how what the wonderful businesses that have been built. And I can just say that, um, you know, that, that it's that you know, it, you know, for the entrepreneur when they come out and talk to people like us, it's just you know, the more focused they can be, and the more that they know what they want, they they know what they're looking for, the easier it is for some. For a group like us to help them, and the, uh, does that make sense, Jeff? Or maybe maybe kind of ask a question like that. 
No, no, it, it did. It did make, you know, basically, folks, we have our internal goals just like you do. And, and Brennan is uh, out there in the field talking to as many entrepreneurs as he can. And, and we're learning, uh, as we've said to you, uh, the entrepreneurship is a never ending quest. And, and Brendan is out there living that quest every week right now. So, anyway, um, you know, I want to turn our attention to this week's guest because uh, it's. It's hey, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to talk about the fact that I met my goal for the third week in a row? Actually, it's really Barbara that met their goal, but hey, that's a, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We'll we'll talk about it in the final segment. But okay, this is a big. You. This is another big topic. It's how to assess your options as a business owner with employee benefit programs and. You know, this is a topic that we kind of pulled forward into the calendar because so much is changing and it's not your father's employee benefits world anymore. It's it's much different and there's a lot of things going on uh, that, that you need to, to consider. And, and like a lot of things, Brendan, that you and I talk about, they, they're, they're actually a little bit more confusing and, and having somebody that, that understands this market to kind of guide you through all the changes. Uh, is is very, very important. And this week, our guest is Mark Samar, the president of the Indemnity Group. Uh, their website is uh, www.theindemnitygroup.com. Uh, they kind of go by TIG uh, for short. But, uh, you know, Mark is the founding partner and the president of the Indemnity Group at LobbyLights.com, which is a, uh, a lodging survey that, that he hosts. Uh, he is a broad and diversified background in the design and implementation of employee benefit programs over the last 25 years. And, uh, you know, he is somebody that we look to for advice for the last, you know, 10 years. Isn't that right, Brendan? And, and he certainly kept us between the ditches. Yeah, as you know, it's hard to keep us uh, in, in any kind of straight line. But, uh, you know, I think I'm, you know, we, you and I met Jeff, I met Jeff. we met uh, Mark a long, long time ago. And Mark has been working with, uh, you know, going way back, you know, pre-evolution. He was, uh, he worked for that company with Stam and still does, uh, the manufacturing business that uh, that I've been involved with since 98. And it's been, uh, it's, you know, it is from 1998 to today, I can tell you that the, uh, that, that benefits world has changed so much. It uh, it really is, um, you know, I think we say this in every topic, Jeff, that it, it's, it gets beyond the entrepreneur. And it literally is something that, you got to find a professional to deal with to to, uh, to deal with it and to stay up on it. And I can tell you, Mark uh, Mark seems to love this stuff, which is quite frankly uh, pretty stunning, isn't it? Well, <laughs> to, you know, uh, mostly when he talks to me about last, it bounces around in my skull for about thirty seconds and it's gone. <laughs> so he needs to repeat himself a lot with me. But you know, more and more of the employee benefits is falling on the back of the employees, and there's a much bigger. Um, focus on wellness and preventative care and and so some of the terms and phrases you know are, are still important and out there but how they're used and how you need to think about them today are different so you'll still hear mark samar talk about deductibles and copays and out-of-pocket maximums and and things like that but the strategies around how you use uh, all of those things has changed as the market has changed. And so I think this is a very uh, timely, timely topic. And so with that, I'm going to do the typical uh, points that I like to do at the end of the first segment is just remind everybody that this is a forum. And like any forum, uh, it'll be more effective and powerful if folks contribute. 
you know, their experiences and ideas. And we invite you to do that um, and continue each week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com. And you can certainly email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. I'd also like to thank our, our sponsor, which is McGladry LLP, and is the leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. And with that, we're going to close out the first segment of the second stage, and we'll be back with our guest, Mark Samar, in just a few minutes. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is your host, Jeff Cadlick, and I have my partner, Brendan Anderson, dialing in from the field today. Say hello, Brendan. Hello, everybody. <laughs> okay, so... I had you on mute there, Jeff. Oh, well, I, that now happens I'm gonna to me back. a lot. Right. That happens to me a lot. Um, so... We introduced the topic of employee benefit programs and how to assess your options as a business owner in the first segment. And we talked very, very briefly about the fact that while all the same concepts and phrases and terminology is is still there and valid, the strategies around uh, how they're being used has changed as the market has evolved very, very rapidly here in the last uh, years and, and even months. And to help straighten us out today, our guest is Mark Samar, president of the Indemnity Group. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> so hey, Brandon. I, I've 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 kind of teed you up, Mark, as an expert, and so you know, really, I just I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but you can only go down from here in the eyes of our listeners because I've kind of held you out there as like someone that actually knows what he's talking about. He's clutch, though, Jeff. He's clutch. He's very clutch. He's gonna be good (laughs) on on the golf course. I'll give him clutch on the golf course. We're not golfing. Okay, I'm sorry, Mark. It's only about you know, 14 Jeff had mentioned outside. you weren't going to be on. 
when I heard you were on, when I heard you were on, I had to dial in from the field park. I apologize. Ah, uh, thank you. All right. Okay, so I'm going to try to wrest control of this conversation here so we can move along because there's a lot to cover here. So the first, the first thing that I need you to talk about here, Mark, is, is really two things. And I'm going to let you tackle them in whichever order you choose. The first is, is really explain the role that you play in this process for the business owner as, as a broker, using my words. The second is is just provide a brief overview, and we've we've already tackled the affordable uh, Obamacare uh, and Affordable Care Act, but just briefly how that's impacted you know the strategies that you use, and then we'll kind of get into some more specifics. Great, uh, sounds good. Uh, I, I I think I can do that. Um, <laughs> So thank you for having me on. It's it's an honor. I greatly appreciate it uh, on the second stage. And um, so explain my role as a broker. So uh, I've been in this business for 25 years, and um, the role of the broker has has not necessarily changed in the sense that we're always – the, the bottom line is how do we find the best plan for – the employer at the lowest cost possible. But um, as you you know, um, every employer is different, and every employer has different needs and likes to employ different strategies, likes to be involved or maybe not involved. And so with that, that's where we, we have to read the uh, intentions of the owner and uh, or partners or um, uh, employee base, and then from there, um, help the company develop the best plan possible based on their needs. Um, And that, in an overview, sounds pretty easy on a summarized basis, but it it takes a lot of of, of time, effort, and um, and not... Uh, just not something that an employer is willing to to dig into, and um, it's it's easier to have someone go out and really help you out and find the best plan and uh, incorporate the best strategies. So, um, so it sounds like it's more art than science, uh, obviously. And to there's so many options out there and so many things moving. Um, you know, particularly if you think about industry by industry, and as you said, the intentions of the owner, things can get complex, you know, pretty pretty quickly. And so then you throw on top of that Obamacare and its impact on what's going on in the market, and you've got a big, big confusing situation. Exactly. And so, so with that, uh, when Obamacare started and. and um, in March of 2010, um, you know, there, there was just this kind of, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? And then things started to kick in September of 2010, and then after that, now as of January four, January 2014, it is on, uh, game on, full full force. And so, <laughs> with that, now it's. Um, Every plan has to be measured in in uh, a specific way, um, uh, and, and 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 an insurance company cannot put out a plan that is not 
basically compliant with the Obamacare program. Otherwise, employers can end up paying penalties, and that's, that's a big problem. So it, for purposes of this show, it, it would be best to stick with the plans that are compliant and, and then take it from there. Um, okay. Plans that are compliant are, you know, you'd have a, you're going to have essential health benefits. You know, your essential health benefits are, are wellness, emergency care, prescription care, hospital care, and there's 10 of them and so forth and so on. So with that, mm-hmm. yeah. that's so, the bottom line. Yeah, so 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 we're going to talk about compliant plans today on the show, and and I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, does your business have to have a particular uh, industry focus in terms of uh, when you're when you're looking at particular industries? Are there certain things that you need to consider when putting together employee benefits? Absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, we we have a very high focus uh, at the indemnity group on hotels and the hospitality industry. And the hospitality industry is, um, you know, there's, their margins are, are, they're not as good as evolution capitals, let's face it, you know? And so, <laughs> so with that, um, they have uh, a budget. And with that budget, you, you really have to be you have to find the best plan. And the other thing is, is that they don't have a lot of people who, um, who participate in the plans just because it's, it's expensive. And so we find that the companies that pay the most towards their medical insurance have the most retention and are typically the most successful companies. And um, obviously those are companies we, we like to work with, but we also work with, you know, other companies that just, they do struggle at times and they, they need our help working through all of the different, um, you know, issues that you run into in terms of participation on the plans and uh, claims that come up based on low participation. You know, um, you, you might have heard this, uh, the term adverse selection. So you really want to avoid adverse selection because you get into that and your your costs can explode. Well, let so, me ask you about let me ask you about adverse selection because you, you know uh, you know what that sounds to me uh, is that you know as part of this new Obamacare you know these preconditions and all that sort of stuff you know shouldn't matter. Am I confusing two different issues there? No, you're not. Um, with with larger groups, they still can have um, their their rates based on the merit of their claims. So so from that standpoint, it's the smaller groups, two to fifty, that are right now in the in the um, every group is non pre X now, but but they're really in the the fold of uh, of PPACA. It's like how we like to refer to it: Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, and. The, the smaller groups are now at a point where their cost is 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 pretty much set based on the fact that they have uh, set plans and from the from the carriers. So um, so pre-X really doesn't it, it doesn't play into it. it. What does play into it though is they're trying to bunch in a lot of things into these plans. So for example. You have copays on your plans. Typical plan, you'll see it has copays, and with those copays, what you have 
it used to be where the copays would just be paid and they'd go into a, a hole and they were lost. Now you have your copays have to be part of your out-of-pocket maximum. So they, accum- they help you accumulate up to a certain level. Those levels are 6350. That's the max for an individual. At 6350, now your copays are accumulating. And depending on the carrier, sometimes you can have your prescription drug uh, copay accumulate, but, but for right now, um, most of the carriers are having just the emergency room, urgent care, and office visit copays. And sometimes. Okay, so, so as you know, and I said earlier in the show, what you tell me lasts about 30 seconds in my head. And, and so talk to me like um, you talked to me 10 years ago when you talk about formulating as, as an employee or as an employer, and we can take them in either direction, um, you know, just walk me through the copay and the out-of-pocket maximums and, and things like that. How, how do I need to think about the variables at a, at a single-person level? If I'm a father of four like I am and with a spouse, uh, whom I love very much, by the way, uh, I, 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 what, what do I need to be thinking about in terms of variables as an employee? Okay, that, that's, that's a pretty good question. So uh, – um, let me give you a quick history, and I know we're kind of probably up against the clock here a little bit, but um, when I first started in the business, um, basically what you had is a, a simple plan in 1990, for example. A simple plan was a $250 deductible. So remember, your deductible is typically runs on a calendar year basis. You are responsible for that deductible as of January 1, and then from there, there's a, there's a typically a coinsurance that kicks in, and that coinsurance can be, you know, it used to be 100%, but and then went to 90%, then went to 80%. Now we're seeing 70%. The coinsurance... So what you're saying in that concept is is that it used to be a, a coinsurance that the, the, the employer was picking up, you know, all of this this extra extra benefit, and it's it's been trending down? That's absolutely correct. So, right, so your coinsurance is the split between you and the insurance company. And if, you're, if you had a plan that paid 100% coinsurance, then your employer was giving you a great plan and, um, you know, and great. But those plans became more costly over time, and the coinsurance went from 100% to 90% to 80%. And, it, and now we're seeing plans that have 50% coinsurance. And so which, what I need to be thinking about as an employee is, is that I've got these deductibles, but then the, the part of the insurance premium being paid by my employer is also going down? Yes. Um, well, I guess relatively speaking, yeah, it, it really is. You're losing benefit and you're paying more. So yeah, it's so, not a good so, hey Mark, hey Mark, maybe even use just I mean I, you know I, I I love Stam. You've been involved with Stam for a very very long period of time, and maybe use that as an example. I mean you've been involved there a long you know for for what the twelve thirteen years, and and the fact of the matter is that the the cost of that policy from from the from the total cost policy uh, from when we made the investment in nineteen ninety eight um, is probably up four or five or maybe even more. Then you know, fold is a multiple, um, but the but the but the deductible has continued to soar. Is that fair? Well, for you, okay, um, because I'm getting older. Meaning the employer, it had gone up, 
but we've kept the deductible the same for the employees. And so with, you know, our health reimbursement arrangement that you have out there, we've basically, this is one of the strategies that we use on a regular basis for employers that, um, that provide a, uh, a, a substantial amount of the premium. Mm-hmm. We know that most employees are, are healthy. You know, you're going to have your, um, your, your strep throats, you're going to have your knee operations, you're going to have, you know, back issues potentially here and there. And, and there may be a, a major medical condition, but, you know, at your company, they're, they're, it, it's pretty typical. You know, 20% of your people make 80% of your claims. And so we say, why take, why pay more for your insurance when you can have a strategy like a reimbursement arrangement that allow, using Section 105 of the IRS code that allows an employer to pay for an, uh, an employee's claims and the employee does not have that, uh, that reimbursement reflected in their W-2 and yet the employer gets the expense. So, um, you know, with with your plan, um, you used to have, and now we moved it to a different plan just because your claims were really good, um, but the co-pays for your prescription drug card, for your uh, emergency care, for your co- uh, urgent care and office visits were covered by the insurance companies, and you did not, as an employer, have to reimburse on those, and, and it worked out pretty nicely. Now, things have changed a little bit where those things are it's, it's a more expensive plan, and, and so people are moving towards an HSA-based program, large, high-deductible plan. You know, it's, we're going to get in. Sorry about take that. Another, we're, no, it's fine. We're going to take another break here, and we're going to continue to talk about this. But when we come back, we want to talk about you know, how to determine the benefit structure you know, for an employer and, and some of the common plans that you see today and kind of give us a description you know, of what, what plans are looking like. So we're going to take another break here at the second stage. When we come back, we're going to, we're going to jump forward a little bit into some of these other concepts. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the second stage, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, 
Call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to the second stage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is our show, but it is a form, so we're looking for your input. And uh, please do so at our email address, at thesecondstage@evolutioncp.com. We're back with our guest, Mark Samar, our president of the Indemnity Group. You can find him at the www dot theindemnitygroup.com and we wanted to keep moving through our program here and have Mark walk us through you know how you determine the benefit structure you know of, of your typical employer. Uh, okay. Well typically we start with a census of the of the uh, employees um, of the company and um, but and that's to start uh, accessing quotes but what we what we start with actually prior to that is really to benchmark where is what industry is this employer in, and then from there try and get a comparison of what what does company A do, what does company C do, and then uh, the employer being company B, where do they fit? Do they fit in the middle? Are they an outlier where they have just a phenomenal plan, and are they uh, or are they Really, on the other side, where they, wow, you're not thinking like your other employers are, are thinking, and uh, or other employers in your industry are thinking. And from that standpoint, you might have a, you might have trouble with retention. So we benchmark. We try to find out, okay, what, <laughs> based on the cost of where things are now, what can you, what can you provide without, um, you know, paying too much? Because it, it, it is a fine line. Right. So, so what you're trying to say, I mean, obviously, you know, healthcare has been going up and up and up and up and up, and you're trying to, you know, find the right plan that fits your workforce based on demographics, geographics, costs, you know, so on and so forth. And as you're pointing out, some employers want to provide a Cadillac and others want to provide, you know, a Chevy, so to speak. Right. So just to give you a quick example. So I had mentioned earlier that you have to get the census, and once you get that census, it used to be, and this just changed as of um, January 1st, it used to be where you would just get a census, um, you know, Jeff Cadlick, spouse, four children, no, no worries, and you just put that on the census. And, you know, maybe the home zip code, possibly. Now it's everyone's birth date, okay, and who is a smoker, who isn't a smoker, and so it's much more in depth because the insurance companies can charge for smokers. So uh, beware smokers because uh, with ACA you can have a charge of up to fifty percent additional to an employer uh, to an employee if they smoke wow. if a an employer so chooses. And you'll see that difference in the rates just by the way. So it's important to know that. Um, so, yes, we, we start with the demographics, and then um, the geographics. Is your company one plant that is located in Mentor, Ohio, or are you a uh, multi-hotel management company that has a hotel in Cleveland, Virginia, uh, you know, uh, Washington, D.C. area, or, or Florida? And, um, you know, how do you mix those all together? 
And then obviously the cost. So um, the, the cost structure, uh, a lot of the cost is, is, comes out of certainly the location of the, um, of the business and then also the demographics of the business. What is your average age of your group? Um, you know, uh, if, if your average age is in the 30s, your, your cost will be less than a group that has an average age in the, the, the 40s or, high, or, you know, 50s for that matter. But, but aren't the variables around cost also, like you're saying, that the coinsurance, you know, the, the copay amount, you know, that sort of thing, how much – so there's a pie, right? And how much are you going to split between the employee and employer? Okay. Well, that's a great point. So the next part is – so you, you gather all the information to put into the machine, and then they spit out a rate. And then, okay, we can handle this rate. Or, wow, that is a lot more than we were anticipating paying. What is the next plan up or two plans up that are, are less expensive? And so, yes, the next thing, the things that do play into it are certainly your deductible, certainly the coinsurance and copays. And um, uh, the copays can be on everything. And, I mean, you could see a copay for hospital admission, outpatient admissions, um, you can just load them up. And right. So, so the more co-pays and the higher the deductibles, the lower the cost to plan, but you're shifting more of the cost really to an incurred basis on the employee. That's the fine line. That's right. exactly right. So you've come to the line now, okay, where you have to decide, all right, do I, how much more do, how much more expense can I lay on my employees where they will not come to work for me because it costs them money to work for me if they choose my medical insurance plan in right. the event of something happening? So now, so, so now taking those variables that we just talked about, you know, what is one of the most common plans that you see today? And kind of give us a description of, of what that plan is and maybe some of the strategies that you're seeing business owners use um, you know, to, to create that right balance. Okay. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's really a, the telltale of, of all this is that if you ask any of the insurance company representatives, United Healthcare, Anthem, Medical Mutual, just our local carriers here, what plan is it that your insurance company, your employer as the insurance company offers to you, they all have high deductible plans. Um, it, HSA-compatible programs where the, the company funds a portion of that, but they it, it, the trend is, is uh, deductibles are going up and the cost to employees are going up where the employer possibly can reimburse claims as well as fund health savings accounts for the employees. Um, but you know, you know, back to your question, what are the most common? You, you really do not see now plans with less than a $1,000 deductible. It's very rare that, that those are, uh, aside from your schools, your local government plans and so forth, but I'm talking, um, you know, your, your local manufacturer with anywhere between 30 and 60 employees, um, you know, those are you're you're probably going to see a you know a thousand dollar deductible, a coinsurance of eighty percent, uh, with a maximum out of pocket of five thousand dollars and copays. 
And then, but 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 isn't one of the considerations an owner has to go through is the profile of their employee? Let's say white collar versus blue collar. The average pay is thirty thousand dollars a year versus one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year. Kind of analysis. I mean, you're not sure. gonna, you may not necessarily have a thousand dollar deductible for a largely, uh, you know, kind of blue collar workforce, if you will. Uh, but that's certainly a lot more tolerant or tolerated if you have a more higher compensated pool of, of employee. I mean, you, you almost really have to think about the lowest common denominator, right? Absolutely. But it always comes down to a budget. And how well the employer is doing, and uh, it's 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 again, it's a fine line. Um, you know, you don't want to pour so much money into a benefit where maybe your people don't use it. You know, and um, uh, let's just say you have a young, healthy uh, manufacturing company, and the next thing you know, you find that you're buying this great plan where no one's actually using it, so you've overpaid for your insurance. And that's the concept we work on at our office, is we advise employers, let's, let's find a plan that fits based on the benchmark of your industry, and then from there, let's make sure that you're not paying too much for your insurance where you're over-purchasing insurance. And, and it used to be that that was the case, and now it's, it's more of a struggle to just have a, a high deductible plan considering the costs that are going on. So is in-network versus out-of-network doctors, does that matter anymore as far as the cost is concerned? Well, uh, employees and just about everyone has become such a good consumer now of medical care. And with that, gosh, it's really, really hard to get out of the network because it's explained so um, in, in detail to to people, at least we do in our employee meetings. So you know, we you have to stay in the network. If you don't, then there will be a penalty for. It's not necessarily a penalty. There'll just be a higher cost to you, um, and you could think of it as a penalty as being out of the network. So people are really really good about that. Um, just by the way, there is something new coming down the road, and it's it's just out on some of the. Um, the employer websites where, you know, the law, the ACA law is now stating that you have to have transparency in your plans. And, and part of that is where insurance companies are now starting to display the cost of procedures. So, um, for example, United Healthcare has their cost estimator. Their cost estimator, if you go on and say, I need an MRI of my knee, you can get a range of cost from $300 to $3,000. And so with that, that transparency is kind of, it's, it's, it's a paradigm shift where you never knew what the cost would be until you had the service. You know, now, that's pretty, I mean, that is huge. I mean, in my way of thinking, that's almost like comparison shopping in the mall. You're walking over to, you know, to, uh, you know, one department store and seeing what a pair of shoes costs and it costs 130 bucks and you go, uh, you know, down the hallway there and it costs 120 bucks. I mean, that is really incredible because it's always been a black box, right? Absolutely. You never knew until the claim was done unless you asked up front. And that's really difficult when you've got this, 
you know, I always like to say you, you never know your until your you never know your windshield wipers are bad until it starts raining. And so metaphorically speaking, you you never know what your the cost of your medical care is going to be until you have a problem and you're really not thinking about oh my gosh, this cost, this cost, this cost. You're thinking how am I going to get better? Where if you knew about this up front, you might think about it a little bit more and it divert some of the cost, uh, you know, away from you and, and really uh, save yourself some money. Have you seen people travel? I mean, if, if let's say, you know, one place it's $3,000 and another place it's 1000 and it's just like the next city down or the next state over, are people doing that sort of thing? I mean, certain hospitals obviously are specialists in certain things. Um, like here in the Cleveland area, we have fortunately have the Cleveland Clinic, and it's the top heart hospital in the world. Uh, and people, you see some big jets over there at Cleveland Hopkins <laughs> Airport bringing in the princes and emirs and stuff. That they're getting the, getting the uh, heart surgeries. Uh, but, I mean, are you seeing any of that? Um, I mean, that's, I, I, that's true, that's true uh, cost comparison if you're willing to travel to get not only the best doctor but the best price. Certainly. They have the best docs. And, and University Hospitals, is the, the medical care in Cleveland is phenomenal. And, and, and in other cities, too. I mean, geez, I'm in Boston and, and New York and D.C. and, and uh, you know, just all over. So um, – there, there's uh, people will go for specialties all the time. There's no doubt about it. But for your typical MRIs, your typical testing, things of that sort, even down to you know physical therapy, you can save yourself a substantial amount of money um, uh, up until there's a hugely complicated situation within your medical care that really needs a specialist. So. Um, as you get up into the specialties, that's where your cost gets excessive. And then at that point, it doesn't matter because you're going to run through your deductible and out-of-pocket maximums. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, uh, and this always happens when we take on these broad topics that we just don't have enough time to get through. You know, the, we wanted to get into dental and critical illness and vision and some of these other uh, areas that have really developed in the employee benefit world. But we'll have to have you back on the show at some future time. And I'm sure things will change, you know, uh, 100% again here in another six months in this world because it's it is a fast moving space. So with that, we're going to take another break here at the second stage. And thank you, Mark Samar of the Indemnity Group, for being on our show. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. 
Assurance Tax Consulting. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the second stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I've got my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson, dialing in from the field. And uh, we just finished a, a couple segments with our guest, Mark Samar of the Indemnity Group, talking about employee benefit programs and how to assess them uh, as a business owner. And one of the things I thought, Brendan, that, that was important that uh, – uh, Mark said earlier in the program was that good companies always have good plans and they uh, retain the best employees and they, they make the most progress. I, I just thought that was a, that was an interesting observation because I get the sense that Mark deals with all kinds. Well, I think, Jeff, that, that, uh, you know, I think that not only did Mark say that, but you and I have lived it. I mean, I, I, uh, I look at the companies that we've been blessed to, uh, to be associated with, and the fact of the matter is, although people love their companies, they, you know, their, their families, they, you know, they love them more, and that's, that's why they're doing what they're doing. And, and, you know, if they're lucky enough to be in something that they really believe in, it's, it's all the better. And, and taking care of that piece is huge. And, and obviously the cost of that has just absolutely soared in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. And, and I look back into some of the companies that we've owned the longest. And I look, you, know, you go and you, and you see the people that have been there, uh, since, you know, since, since we got involved. And I, and I just, I threw out Stam again. And, and these benefits are very, very important. And the, and, and for the best employees that are there for the best reasons, they, they understand how valuable this stuff is, and uh, you know it's, it's it's brutal because the cost is just getting is uh, is, is just massive compared to when we started uh, doing this stuff. But I, I couldn't agree with that more. And so uh, I think so, it, so so Brennan, putting you on the spot, you know these mm-hmm. are decisions that you've made at uh, at Stam. Uh, you know. Uh, what I mean, and, and as you've said, prices, and we all know the cost of health care has just gone through the roof along with a lot of different things. What kind of decisions have you made with regard to, you know, the, 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 the cost split, you know, the benefits, you know, so on and so forth? Yeah, I mean, thank God this isn't recorded. So we, uh, we, I feel like we can just kind of have a pretty active dialogue. You know, I think this, you know, the fact of the matter is, Jeff, is that, you know, I think if you look at the, you know, on just black and white numbers, the cost of employing a single person is radically less expensive because of the benefits. But the fact of the matter is that the married people with families are, they're, you know, they turn out to be fantastic long-term employees. And so although on, on a piece of paper, they may look like they're more expensive. And, and quite frankly, on a piece of paper, they are more expensive. But what we have found is that those long-term employees that, that you know, that, that, that have the, I hate to use the word, core values and purpose and family and all that other stuff, they do turn out to be 
great, great long-term employees. Not that you can't find a single person that's a great employee, but it's just, you know, you really, you they are just, it's a great, um, you can't overlook that. And if you looked at the numbers, you would make the wrong decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear, because really, Brendan, what you're saying is you're making an investment in your employees is, is what Absolutely. you're doing. And again, remember, you know, these people are there. I mean, they, this is their number one priority is their family. And, and, and that is, uh, that's a noble thing. And that's the type of people you and I want to be associated with and the type of people our audience wants to be associated with. Yeah, and it is interesting, you know, when talking to Mark and kind of preparing for the show, you know, he says you get in awkward situations where you're trying to get the business owner to make the right decision. And right decision meaning, hey, look, we're talking about healthcare here. Don't, you know, uh, don't scrimp on it. You know, he says obviously there's the constraint to the budget. Uh, there is the um, how well is the business doing? Obviously, everybody spends more money, the better they're doing, so on and so forth. But it is an interesting philosophical discussion about you know it, you know about where where is that line in terms of, of the cost sharing, the overall package, so on and so forth. You know, Jeff, you know using specific numbers, and, and we try to do that. We should do that more. Is that uh, you know we see a lot of businesses every every day, and, and a lot of them you know have a certain percentage that be covered for the employee, and a lot of them don't cover any for the for the family. And the fact of the matter is, I you know we you and I uh, I think uh, I say I believe that that having the employee share in, in the expense of this is important because I think other than that they fail to realize how unbelievably expensive it is and, and what a valuable resource it is. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, it's, it's the, the family is why people are doing this stuff. And the people right. with families are the people we want to, you know, we want to, we want to be with. Not this, right. Not this, right. Because yeah. we, we share the same priorities, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we're kind of getting to that passion for possibilities stage of our show and everybody out there that's listening to the show, the passion for possibilities is really think about, what your company can be someday. And we want you to take what you learn from this show and, and just get started. We try to give you actionable advice and just get yourself started. And being the Uber entrepreneur that Brendan is, I always give him a shot here to uh, give, give us a little wisdom uh, from, from the field. Well, you know, Jeff, the, uh, this always comes down to the, the infamous eight Bs, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, wait a minute. You're, you know what the eight Bs are? Because I just made them up. Um, the eight Bs, of course, are better believe benefits build the base for bigger, better businesses. What do you think? The eight Bs. That, <laughs> that's huh? good. I mean, you're huh? better. You're good on the fly. There's no Brendan, question about it. It says Brendan, but that would be a ninth one. But anyway, so uh, I, I believe that. And you know, I think it's, you know, it's again, I think Mark's right about not overspending, but it's, uh, it's an important piece. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully our audience found today's dialogue on um, employee benefits uh, helpful. Um, and we are doing a show, you know, every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, next week, we're actually going to dive into some more complicated tax issues. 
And uh, we're still, yeah, I know. Uh, I got Marlene, our CFO, involved, and it's kind of spun out of control. So I'm going to see if I can reel it back in. She loves this stuff, and that's what makes her great at her job. Um, But we want to thank everybody for tuning in this week, and we hope that uh, there's been some good takeaways and action items. And, you know, strive to push yourself personally and professionally each week, and um, you'll do great things. With that, I'm signing off for my partner in the field, Brendan Anderson. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.